0: everyone, I'm Matt, my Instagram page is brokenos98 and this is my fifth episode of my podcast series, The Broken Podcast, and today we have a special guest, we have Dario here, who's also known as Jedi Underscore Journal. Welcome aboard, mate, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Now, it's great to have you back again, because I'm just letting everyone know this is the second time we're doing this, because we <laughs> I stuffed up the audio last time, so... A big, applause, big round of applause would Darryl to come back and um, do this again. So <laughs> we're going to get stuck into some questions. So, mate, the first question I want to go like I want to go with like I did it in the first one is: How did you get into photography, and how did it lead you into toy photography?
1: Um, well, it started um, when I used to work for um, a company called Game Here in the UK. They were sort of the main video game. Um, retailer Um around about early 2015 the Amiibo craze sort of uh, was taking off and um, you know sort of being able to collect little things and um, kind of went a bit and got a few of those um, posted a few of those to my uh, personal Instagram page um, and then it just sort of really took off from there um, I started my Jedi, Jedi Journal page um, about in the middle of 2016, which was pure. it started off as just a um, uh, a place to post sort of things for my love of Star Wars. So um, there was a lot of memes and artworks and um, uh, just funny things I'd seen online. And around uh, right about sort of, you know, a few weeks into it, I actually got my first hot toy when I was on holiday in uh, New York. Um, Turn of the Jedi, Boba Fett, and Six. Still cracking you, I still got it. Um, and, yeah, I started uh, taking photographs of that. Um, the Hot Toy collection grew. Um, more figures to photograph meant more space was taken up on my Instagram page with figures of Hot Toys. And, uh, yeah, just kind of carried on from there, really. Well, that's really cool.
0: Is it like worth, I want to ask you, because I've never owned a Hot Toys figure. I've never owned anything more than like a six-inch so, um, with hot toys, are they just a lot more like articulation-wise and posability, Are they a lot more dynamic to photograph?
1: Um, they, yeah, they they can be, depending on the figure. Uh, the, the, the thing that you notice first with the hot toy is just the level of detail and craft that's gone into it. You know, the the um, they just look like miniature versions of of the characters. There's the you know, Hasbro have done the photo reel, but this is just pure one hundred percent sculpture and uh, hand painted. You know, the, the 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 really once you get one, it's really hard. To, you know, it's really hard to just get one because the detail on them, you just want to see every figure. The, the, the articulation um, has the potential to be there, but depending on the figure, it's um, you know, you get an armored figure, say, um, and the articulation can be hindered by the armor. Um, but you know they're just they're just the works of art really you know you've you've uh you've got
0: to see one you've got to hold one and just appreciate the, the, the uh the craft that's gone into it yeah i've always like i've always seen um i've seen many people on instagram that are taken photos of the hot of like the hot toys figures and i'm not on the budget to buy one <laughs> i i can't, I can't <laughs> afford them But I'm always looking at them, thinking, "God, they're so cool! I wish I could get." I think if I could get at least one, I think I'd be that. Yeah, that would be my goal.
2: But um, at the moment, I'm just gonna stick stick with six inch figures. If you did two inches, get one. Who
0: would it be? Um, I think it would be it would be I think it would be Boba Fett. I think I would be interested in getting Boba Fett. But then again, I already have two Boba Fetts. Um I have like I have Django I have two Boba Fett I have the Mandalorian and I'm probably going to get the the new um is that new black series one they've released well they've announced it's um
2: it's yeah, more the, the more shiny of
0: armor and um yeah. I'm a sucker to buy that so <laughs> but um yeah probably Boba Fett would be the one I would love to get
1: Yeah again that was it that was the same with me you know the intention was it was just going to be the one Boba Fett uh, iconic character looks cool as well, um, but you 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 just can't stop at one. You know, yeah. well, no, you I want to get imagine. more. You have to get more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how many are in your collection at the moment?
1: At the moment, um, I've got um, about twelve, thirteen at the moment. Um, sure. I did have as many as twenty two, but um, you know, baby comes along, responsibilities take mm. over. So, I did sell sell quite a few. Um and I've just kept it to sort of the, the core favourites basically. Um I've still got two Marvel figures and then the rest are Star Wars. So it's obviously my the main passion. Hmm.
0: Well actually I'm curious. So like so you have about so you have roughly you used to have twenty. So just out of like your top three, which uh, which are your top three Hot Toys figures
1: that you have? Top three. Um of well, favourites, I've got the Rogue One Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader is just such an amazing presence on the shelf. Um, the Rogue One one, for no reason really, it's just the one that became available when I was in the market for one, when, when I got that one. Um, he's just uh, just an incredible figure. Just the, the detail on him and the, the posability and the, the cape on him is just it's just just a cracking figure really. Um the, the second one is pr- probably my Iron Man. I've got an Iron Man Mark IV. Um which again, the Iron Man figures are another are a, uh, a whole minefield of you know, there's so many of them. There are die-cast ones and the plastic ones, but the Mark IV die cast one is the one I've got, which um based on his iron in Iron Man two. Um the 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 paints, the detail, they just they just it's just a beautiful figure, that one. Um after that, I'm not too sure really. I, I love them all, you know. There's, uh, I've got the Thanos from in, from um, Infinity War. He's a good figure. I like him, um, and the Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan is another one that I'm fond of. Um, yeah, can't really, can't really call it. Yeah, would you. it would be tough
0: because, like you say, they're all incredibly detailed and they've kind of got there at that. They've got their own unique features to all of them, so it's like it, it could be yeah. hard to like you know come down to saying oh what's your favorite one. Like for me, when people ask me what my favorite figure is, and to be honest, like I look at half the stuff I have and think you know, I can't really tell you because it depends. Like like yeah like for, like photography wise, like toy photography wise, there's like one or two that I specifically like. For um yeah. Like, for instance, probably the Mandalorian, the Black Series Mandalorian figure that I, lo- I love photographing that one. Then there's um, yeah. probably on a different spectrum, there's a couple of the Power Ranger figures that I like photographing as well. So it's kind of yeah. like, it goes hand in hand. Like, what do you, like, y- your favourite comes down to, like, how could, you know, how could you photograph it? Actually, I want to go into, yeah. um, So was, sorry, about your hot toys. Um, so how do you, do you have, like, a shelf for them or do you have, like, a... How do you present
2: them?
1: Just um, I've got a couple of cabinets, the detox, um from IKEA. You know, you go to most of the One Six communities on on Facebook. Um, Detolfs are the usual go-to cabinets for that. Um, I think IKEA actually cottoned onto this, and uh, whenever they display them in the shop, they've got a couple of wooden dolls in there, sort of <laughs> to appeal to the the action figure collector. Um, and I've seen a few sort of. Black series collectors now invest in them because you can get um, uh, shelf dividers so that the, the size of the shelf is more suitable to the six inch figures. Just a nice budget sort of cabinet, really. It's um, yeah, it's it's, it's one, the one most
2: people go for. Mm. Well,
0: no, I just want to ask because um, like, like I don't, I don't necessarily have a camera. I actually, I just keep them in like I shouldn't, I should like probably present them, present them a lot better, but. I just keep them in my, in my like, closet. Really, <laughs> I just kind of—I'll yeah. like, have them all stand up, you know, in cool poses. But like, if I have sometimes when I have mates around, I kind of close it. I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to <laughs> show. Up. I don't really—I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. positive when it comes to showing my toy collection because I'm just thinking, oh, I don't want people to think that I spend all my money on
1: figures. <laughs> so yeah, Well, will see. I, uh, most of my, the large majority of my Black Series figures are just in a in a tub. You know, they're because um, the, to me the, the more demo props for the photography side of things. I'll, I'll have a couple of the sort of special figures out on the shelf, um, but the majority of them are the stormtroopers, all the ones that I just use for photography, are, are, are sort of stashed away. Um, mm. Pop toys are the one that you can't really stash away. They've got to they've got to be displayed, really yeah. a bit more impressive, sort of looking on the shelf. But um, yeah, a couple of the. the Maybe the Dero ones I'll display, so maybe a couple of the figurats and the uh, and stuff I'll, I'll, I'll keep them on display on the shelf. But um, the, the vast majority of the black series stuff is is just in a tub, um, along with my photography sort of gear. So it's just a
2: packed away sort of thing.
0: Do you have um like people that like you say if you have friends or family come around, they like you, they go and look at that collection? Like, is, what are their thoughts on it? Do they kind of like say, "Oh yeah, it looks pretty good," or?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's it's uh, in, my, in my old house, um, well, what, four or five years ago now, my uh, I actually had the cabinet in in the living room. Um, my wife, my amazing wife, surprised me one day and says, "Yeah, you can have that in the living room with your hot toys." I was like, uh, "Okay, okay, <laughs> drunk." Um, so yeah, that was sort of pride of place in the living room. Everyone came around and everyone could see it, and a lot of them thought they were really detailed and. Um, you know, most people know how crazy I am for Star Wars, so it's it's not as big a surprise to them, you know. Um, now it's, they're in my office, in my study, so nobody really goes in there, so nobody really sees them. So the display is more just just for me. You know, if I'm sitting at my desk working on photos or anything, then I can um, just admire them from a distance. Um, have the odd reposing day, which is, is cooler than it sounds, I promise you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Mate, I think wherever you
0: have like, you know, presenting it's a lot cooler than mine. Like I said, mine's just in a closet. It doesn't come out. It will just stay in there and um that's where it's gonna stay for some. I do have um I do have a lot of like toy photo um like I do have like a lot of uh actual pictures. I have them framed and they're in my um studio room and such. Like that's yeah. probably as far as I'll go 'cause like it makes them look cool so um yeah i, I did that research I, I printed out
1: um a, a few just to to sort of see what it looked like to go up in my study and uh, yeah, I was quite pleased with that. I think seeing them in the print and on the wall it's it's different to just having them on your phone or um you know on Instagram uh, when you see it in print on a wall, it just it just brings another level to it and I, I like that I might do some more I get some more printed
0: that you should do do I think it's like it's good for um you know, it's good for motivational purposes in a sense, you know, like I have like, you know, not just on my tour, tour but I actually have like actual photographs of landscapes I've done. It kind of, sometimes it's good to see your work framed up and you think, you know, this looks really nice. And um, it kind of mm. keeps you motivating to keep um, yeah. going and such. That's how I find it.
2: Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah. I- I and mean, something you're proud of as well, you know. Uh, you've taken something, you're proud of it, you want to sort of show it off. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm usually quite critical of my own work. Uh, so if, if I have printed something off and displayed it, then I must be proud of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it's always that. Um, I think you find on Instagram. I think just going on that, when you go on Instagram, when you have um an image you like, and I think everyone always everyone talks about it, it's like, oh, I post, oh, I'm going to post this really cool image that I I think is amazing, but it doesn't do as well. But then you also have another image. That you're not a big fan of, but that like that one does twice as well as the one you yeah, actually I've like. Had I've had
1: that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't really know the logic behind it. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know. why. I Don't know if it's just hit the right spot at the right time or something. But uh, yeah, I love this this one shot that I'm super proud of, and you know, barely gets as many likes as, as as a shot that I might have just done as a as a as a filler or just get something out there and uh, you are left scratching your head as to. As to why am I am I sort of judging these wrong <laughs> <I> or <don't know laughs> what? But um, yeah, Actually, there's a there was a good start. I just want
0: to talk about um today. I had a I'm a part of like this photography group. It's uh, the New Zealand um, Institute of Professional Photography, and they do um feed feedback critiques. And mm-hmm. um, I had this one image. It was a toy photography one, and they oh they they just seem to love it. And like, you know, they just loved it. And thinking, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, that's not even my favorite one. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> but it's it's cool um, having like photographers who are not very like, you know, they're not very familiar with like what we do, like toy photography wise. You know, like we mm-hmm. are both photographers, but when we like, when you talk to other photographers, they're not very like well know well knowledge in toy photography. So it's cool to get, they think, like, you know, for those people to think that looks awesome, you know, mm. even though it's just pieces of plastic. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I recently joined a, uh, a portrait photography group on Facebook, thinking I'm going to start posting some of my um, sort of Hot Toys portraits that I've done on there just to kind of gauge reaction, you know. Um, and, you, and you put them on there as, like, um, well, this is a, a way of doing portrait photography with the current social distancing, you know. You mm. can kind of, yeah, I can take portraits without that. And, you know, when you think about it, it, it is it's still classified as portrait photography because you're still capturing the subject's face, and you have still got to worry about the lighting, the technical aspects of it. It's just not a real person, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the there was some guys really kicking off in there, yeah. you know, really sort of snooty ones who this isn't portrait photography. You know, <laughs> sort of thing. And I was just there, like, yeah, it's not. It's a it's a toy, but it's uh, it, it, it's a portrait of a toy.
2: Yeah,
1: you know. But
2: hey. See, if if I was in there,
0: I would have replied back saying like, well, what's deemed as portraiture? You know, like you really kind of question it, you know, like to be honest, Mm. like you look at these, like, it's it's funny because, you know, like when you deem, like in the saying it's not portraiture, I think, you know, in in a way it's, um, it is a form of portraiture in a sense. It's just the difference is, is that the model doesn't talk back to you and you can spend as long as you want outside or inside trying to get the right pose yeah actually going into um i wanted to ask you this next question is um if you can try and think back really far back well what was uh what was your first ever figure that you got like you bought like if you were a kid or when you're older what was the first one you got oh geez um i remember when i was a kid i was i was really big into
1: um ghostbusters um i had the 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 car, the the figures and the the big fire station, the one that you could pour the slime into the top and it sort of dribbled down. Um, God, I don't know what age I would have been when that was released because it was based on the cartoon series, the real Ghostbusters one. So whenever that was out, I guess. Um, Similar time, I had all the Turtles figures as well. So big into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or um, well, teenage mutant hero turtles is the cartoon was yes, uh, yes was short yes. in the UK <laughs> oh my god really, I remember that oh. the, word, the word ninja was banned I think at the time
0: yeah I remember that <laughs> like I remember when I watched um like when I lived in England I'd see reruns of it and um, it was called um hero turtles and then I come. To New Zealand and it's called Ninja Turtles. I'm thinking, wait, that's not right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's PC before everything was PC, wasn't it? Exactly.
0: Woke well before everyone was awake. So yeah, uh, uh, it's
2: crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: and and, and uh, I got into uh, wrestling as well. So I had a lot of the um, the original sort of Hasbro uh, WWF figures. Um, and funny enough, a lot of the I think. The Galoob WCW figures as well. I was never into WCW, but I had a lot of them figures, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but uh, probably parents thinking, oh, they're wrestling figures, you'll like them. <laughs> i in them. Um, and I was like, who is this? Oh. <laughs> since, I since found out that I had about three stings. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I haven't made stuff up for them, but I have a good imagination as a kid. Mm. So I, I made some use out of them. Whoa. But, uh yeah. Power Rangers as well. I got into that when I was younger, so I had a lot of the um the bigger sized sort of Power Ranger figures. Um those ones where the heads changed, I think. They flipped down to uh to the, the character's actual face, and they flipped back up to the helmeted face. I had a lot of those ones as well. Which are currently probably sitting in I give them all to my nephew, which was probably a mistake 'cause I could have stuck them on eBay.
2: It, be lot, it <laughs> no. could be
0: worth a lot of money. You don't know. It's something. It's amazing what yeah. you can. It's amazing what you can. Like, it's amazing that you can have like a plastic toy from like the 80s or 90s, and you know, you, you sell it today, and it's worth twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars. It's crazy. You know. Mm. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember on I remember watching. If you ever heard the show called Pawn Stars, it was. um they sold this boba, Fett, this vintage Boba Fett figure that um, you know, the one that can't like it had the rocket on its backpack, but you couldn't fire it because it's like a safety yeah. hazard. And
1: yeah, I remember them. Well, that. I don't remember them. I've seen them. Yeah, and they they go
0: off for so much money, dude, and it's crazy. You know, mm. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the um the toys that made us on Netflix? Yes, have you I have. Seen that program. Yes, I love. That's it. a brilliant program. I love that, and they do it, talked about the. The, the rocket firing bob effects. So apparently there was a, a prototype one that's um was never in production and that goes for
0: silly money now. It's sure. just, just crazy. Oh, uh, Christ. I, I think I've talked to um Ryan, I'm also um team I think I've talked to him once about um like you see some minifigures that are like so rare and they go off for so
2: much money. And it's just the yeah. minifigure. It's not like the set or anything. It's just the yeah. minifigure. Ah, cross.
1: Yeah. Oh no. I'm just, just oh, finding mind boggling. I <laughs> know it's. Uh, but you know, you, you kind of give up on the buying for selling purposes. You know, the investment side of it now because they're so mass produced. And mm. you know, you get the occasional figure that comes out that um, the price seems to skyrocket on pretty quickly. I know the, uh, the the first edition Mandalorians. You know the Black Series ones in the mm. white box. They. Uh, Came and went, and then sort of see them on eBay now for a hundred pound. And the the Kenner vintage color Boba Fett one from I do not remember was it Star Wars Celebration exclusive? Yeah. The vintage colors Um, they're over a hundred pound now, and so many of them, isn't it? The X-wing Luke as well in the vintage card back was two three hundred pound at one point, I think. And then their recent ones, they just. Not bad
0: anymore. So much. Um, Yeah, I never really understood all that. Like
1: the,
0: I don't know. I haven't been a big fan of the Black Series recently, just because um, this is probably an unpopular opinion or whatever. But um, I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of the first edition or the carbonized stuff they were Mm. selling. Yeah, I just felt that was like I don't know. I just I think people would most know that like that's just another cheap tactic of trying to get more people to buy stuff. You know. Oh definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah. I and it, it worked. I mean, the um the carbonised mandor is the is the figure I've got. I've not got the standard Mandalorian up, but the carbonized one. Mm. Um but again he's opened, he's 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 been photographed many times outside and stuff like that. So again it wasn't a purchase to uh to profit from. He's mm. in my toy box he's um you know he's been in the, the, the been in the dirt and had water sprayed on him and everything to get the shot but I, at the time I actually had both of them I had the standard and the um the carbonized one and I just looked at them and preferred the carbonized one so I sold the, the standard one on um um but yeah I mean I've seen the the the, the newly announced ones so the the Boba Fett oh you yeah you see that one yeah I mean right. I actually prefer I prefer the box to the figure <laughs> <if I'm really laughs> the, the box is really nice um, and I've never been a box collector, you know, they've, they've, most of my Black Series boxes are, are probably up in the attic somewhere, but um, that box was really nice. I've not, got you. not yeah. I, can't, I can't get sucked into that. Bro, the got Trip is it's the same. Get... It's just a repaint, isn't it? You know. yeah. <laughs> so it's just a bit cheap. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, it's just like, I think you did the right thing. I think, you know, like, in the sense, you know, like, I'm like, which you know, like, am I going to get the regular version of the Mandalore or Am I going to get the carbonized? I see people buying both, and like, mm-hmm. they keep both and they keep them in the boxes and such. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have nothing against um, like, you know, I'm either one. You can either have the figure in the box or outside the box. You do whatever the hell you want. You're the one that paid for it. But, yeah. Um, I don't, but I don't understand. as why would you? Waste more money buying both the set, like both like the carbonized and the regular, and then
1: just put them away, shelved away,
0: and such. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, don't I I like, people that the
1: completionists aren't there. They just they yeah. want a full set. They want um, they just want everything. You know, my my um, my best mate actually, a, he's an inbox collector. He doesn't. He's not a completionist or anything. But every time I go around and I see his wall with more lined up, and I think, yeah, that's good. But it kind of looks like a shop do you know what I mean it's yeah. like get them out and play with them yeah um, I just, just, but you know if you want to keep them boxed that's that's, mm. that's your call mm. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah getting two of the same figures like I said the only reason I got the two of the same was to determine which one I preferred mm. um, and then and then the the standard one went away which you know in hindsight I possibly would have kept and, and looked to customise if I could I've never mm. customised a figure before but until the best car announcement, you know, the best car figure was announced, mm-hmm. I was ruining that decision because I was going to sort of paint it silver to make a sort of best car version of it. But mm. um, that's possibly the only reason I would have kept one was to customize. I, I don't trust myself customizing. Stubby <laughs> little fingers, you see. I would, never have, I would never have got away with a little tiny bit and brush.
0: Oh, right. I feel, I feel the same. I've done, um, I've done one custom. And that was on a transformer because I wanted to give it a kind of like m- like metal scratch marks all over it. And mm. um, I did yeah. I did an all right job, but I couldn't do it on a you know I, I pay a lot of money for like figures to like, I buy a lot of figures online and they're very expensive, so I don't kind of risk mm. it. But if it's like a cheap Transformers toy, I'd be like, yeah, I can maybe give it a paint job or something like that. But not an
1: expensive figure, yeah. no, couldn't do it. The only custom I've done, I I put the um, the, uh, the the cloak, the poncho thing from the Black Series Island Ray, put that on a Stormtrooper. i called called that a custom. That was my <laughs> that was my one and only attempt at customising. I tell you something, that was hard work. That pulling that head off of that Stormtrooper, whew, <laughs> that was stuck on very well. But there, there you go. There you go. There's my one attempt at customising.
0: I've actually done a similar thing. I did. I tried to make a ghillie suit for a, a Clone Trooper and a Stormtrooper. But as I was making it, I kind of realized. I'm thinking, why would a clone trooper wear a ghillie suit? Wouldn't he just? <laughs> wouldn't he just like what, like? Wouldn't he just wear like you see like on um like you see in like Star Wars episode three? They just wear green camo armor. They don't. Wear, they don't. Yeah. Like, why the hell would he wear? Why would he wear a suit over his suit? You know, like
2: yeah
0: but um. yeah. But, um, that would have be been interesting to see. Yeah, I kind of got just see a bit of
1: white helmet sticking out there, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I got inspired by it because um, you remember the old Clone Wars series, one in two thousand three? Yeah,
1: they were cracking them, the little shots.
0: Yeah, oh, they were great. I still have them on VHS, and that's how old I am. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, I remember this one scene. It was this one scene. Where it was like these, like it was the Phase One clones in the dirt, and they had that poncho. And I, mm. I remember I had the figure for that as well, but I sold that one off years ago. And um, I was just like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it again. And, I, and then the uh, then the idea kind of evolved into a ghillie suit. And then halfway through, I'm like, now nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll just I'll just make a poncho. <laughs> but um, <yeah. laughs> actually, there's actually something I wanted to go on going back to um with the carbonized stuff. Um, so out of that whole. I've, this was interesting, you know. With um, this is my well, this is my way of thinking of it. Hasbro did a smart idea with the the Beskar armored Mandalorian because I wouldn't mind paying for that because that's kind of like taking a character and improving it in a like in a unique way. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the Boba Fett figure, it's kind of like well, they've just kind of glossied him up a wee bit, and that's it. There's nothing yeah. new. There's like nothing like. I'm not going to buy this. It's the same thing, just with a bit of gloss on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: just a repaint. It's not even, um, you know, you look at some of the, the Stormtrooper repaints that done with the um, um, Shock Trooper and the the new one, the, the Gaming Greats. Mm. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but he's got the blue paints on him. You know, th- those are different characters, uh, different variants of Stormtroopers so that, you know, you can get away with having them all together, but... Boba Fett is Boba Fett. It's not like yeah. you can really pass him off as a, as a new character. Um, so, yeah, it is just, some, like I said, the whole reason I wouldn't get it is because I'd, I'd have no reason to photograph it, really, other than a look what I've got sort of thing. So, um, you know, Boba Fett's one of my favourite characters, but I, I still couldn't really just justify it. It would just sit on the box you know, on a shelf and um, um, I'd sort of, I'd, I'd sort of feel sort of guilty for almost for having it because I just wouldn't, you know, photograph it. And all my black series are for photographing purposes. so mm. um, Yeah, that that would be a hard pass. But you know, the best the best guy, Mando. That's that one is, is indefinite. I think if the if the character had been, and again, spoiler alert, if anyone's not seen, I don't know if it's released everywhere. <laughs> Mando, we're still on, I think, episode five in the UK, uh, episode six. Um, but he's uh, he, he was only in the sort of brown weather suit for one episode or two or so episodes. And he spends most of the time in his best car, mm. um armor. So that's the sort of the look now I think people most associate with him. Um, so that's, that's going to be a definite bust when mm. that one comes out.
0: It's like, um, I think it'll be good. I could, because I if I buy the new one, then maybe I can use my um, current Mando. I can probably maybe get that a, bit of a customized because I'm um, the one thing great about all those mandalorians is that they've got such unique color schemes and mm. like you look on the show like you look at all the different mandalorians in that show and they're like they've got they've, like the armor's got personality to it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um yeah. it, it sells the character like you look at the head that heavy mandal the it's called the heavy mandalorian i think that
1: the black series figure yeah the heavy heavy Tree Mandalorian or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he, he, that is such a good figure. That one. Oh, uh, I want to get have it. You got that one? No, I don't
0: have it. It's got it, like no. I saw it in stores the other day. And can I just well keep in mind, people? New Zealand is different. Like New Zealand's got a different currency, but um, it's probably worth around forty to forty-five dollars here in New Zealand. Right. So um, it looks cool. I want it just because like the dude's big ass. it's going to be a big figure, and plus he's got that cool looking mini gun and i feel yeah. like oh i would so love to get it but it's yeah, on my yeah, list I was
1: just surprised about the the articulation and it's so good for a big yeah figure. you know an armored figure as well yeah, yeah such a good figure
0: though i've seen like reviews for it and it just looks like I just every time i watch a review i'm just like i want to get this i'll get this at some point but i've got this list of um things i want to get and i'm very much like on the same wavelength as you where like i'm i'm going to buy a figure figure if I'm gonna use it for photos, I don't necessarily yeah. like keep it to put it in my closet and that's it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, I just want to go into slightly a different area. Is um, so what what kind of um inspires you to do every shoot? Is there so like, do you think of an idea, or is there like is, is it more free flowing for you just to get a couple figures and go outside or inside and just kind of go with the flow of
1: it yeah, most of the time it's it's sort of free flow um i'll either get the niche to to photograph you know I, I really enjoy photographing and editing it's um you know sit me down with a with a laptop and 100 images and a cup of tea and brooklyn Nine on the telly and mm. um, i could i could be there all day sort of things. So i really just enjoy doing that so um i'll usually um, so like when I'm at home during all this lockdown uh, I've, I've had my collection out and I've looked at it and I'll just look at a figure and think oh, I really want to photograph that um, so I'll take that outside and I, yeah, most of the time it is just a case of looking around and trying to get an idea as it comes to me uh, most of the shots I end up using aren't what I planned on doing if I had planned anyway so um, yeah most of the time time that's what it is there's an the occasional time where i've had an image come to come to mind and um, you know when I, I work for my my brother-in-law's carpet company um we do a lot of i do a lot of driving around the county and uh, measuring for people so i do sort of scout locations while i'm driving around I, mean, I just see something think that looks cool um keep that in mind and potentially get back out there to photograph it so you usually you can kind of
2: um come up with ideas as,
1: you, as I'm doing that but yeah m- majority of the
2: time it is just sort of a spare of the moment thing.
1: Hmm.
0: Do you have um like how do you say it? like do you prefer to do like action shots or do you prefer to do more straight line portraiture like I see with um faceless underscore tripping he does like a, a lot of um portraiture stuff is there is, is there like a line that you like like I prefer doing action or do you prefer to do moody shots?
1: Um, I kind of like to mix it up. I mean, I've uh, I, I, I get quite frustrated when you can't get a figure to, to behave. So mm. um, you know, when you try and get them in an action pose and it doesn't behave, and um, it it's always seems to be windy. Whenever I seem to go out and to do, do a shoot, it's always I always I always pick a windy day, and that's just um, you know not the toy's friend. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll try and get action shots as well as portraits, but I, I like to get the technical side of things done so um, you know a portrait especially when you've got the hot toys you, know, you get a portrait of a hot toy and it just feels a bit more special than um, mm. a portrait of a black series where you get up close to a black series and it looks like a toy whereas the hot toys you can get up close get a nice real portrait of it and it can look so realistic so yeah mixture I'd say um, yeah and I just like to use natural sort of lighting and environments as well so I'll avoid usually avoid props mm. as well um i mean because it's an extra thing to try and worry about you know make sure your props are here No, No,
0: mm. well, definitely i do i i'm very much um i give a lot of people respect you know to photograph outside because i've said to i've said to andrew and, and andrew has the same feelings about this um sunset doom it's very much a race against time when you're doing it outside especially if you're trying to do it in a know like around sunset time that's where i do a lot of my shots and it's just mm-hmm. i think i find it quite cha- sometimes it's good to challenge yourself in the sense like okay i've got about 20 minutes before sunset goes down and it's completely dark so let's just go out and try and make something
1: you know yeah do you do you yeah, I mean, even this? even in the dark you know i mean there's there's a few of my shots i've done at, i've done at night time just to provide a different sort of um aspect and you you can I, I, a lot of the time I use like my my phone and my iPad as a as a lighting source So I've, I've you know never really been able to justify getting the um, you know like the Loom cubes and the different lights that people get so I use, most of the time I use my my phone and my iPad as a light source but you can get really interesting shots that way as well so I'm usually in the backyard um, after everyone's gone to bed I can kind of do it in my own time pace not mm. to worry. Um, you can get some interesting shots as well. So, no. know, nighttime photography. It's not something I thought I would enjoy, but I,
0: I do actually. It's actually quite cool. I've never actually like attempted to do like nighttime, like, you know, go out when it's darker. I should probably give that a try at some point. I've never, um, I, I don't know. Like for, for me, it's like, if I do it at nighttime, I'll be like cranking up the ISO so high and it gets to the point where it's grainy and um, yeah. you have to work on a slower shutter speed as well so I might give that a go at some yeah. point
1: yeah I mean I, I, uh, I, um, a while ago my mum actually got me a uh, um, what they call it Gorillapods the, the sort of tabletop tripods um, which I found a few months ago back in uh, when I was cleaning out the, the loft and um, you know something that's so handy for that because my nighttime shots, I actually keep the ISO quite low and just use the tripod. Have it as a long shutter, keep. I can't use any sort of um, atmosphere aerosol or anything like that because it, with a long shutter, it just it just blurs. You don't really notice mm. it. So um, yeah, that was a that's that's obviously a key component for doing the nighttime photography is some sort of tripod and a timer. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, again, cranking the ISO is something I always try and avoid.
2: What
0: what kind of frustrations do you, do you ever like get frustrated when you're doing a shoot? Like, is there sometimes do you, something like you know, oh, it's it's windy or the figures aren't standing up, or you're kind of like trying to get your idea out there, but like you're looking at the images and you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is kind of not sitting well.
1: I mean, the main frustration would be the, the getting the angle, get the pose um, on the figure right coupled with the wind because you know it can it can. You spend all that time trying to get a figure to stand, and then you get down to the camera, and you and you realise it's it's not quite right, and you're frustrated because you've finally got it balancing um, or anything, you know. And you, my biggest gripe is when you get a picture and you get it into the into Lightroom, and you see that you know a hand is the wrong way around or something which mm. you didn't notice through the camera. Um, That just really d- depresses me because <laughs> you look at the whole shot and you think, oh, that's great, and then you see, oh no, I've missed something off. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, I did something with a with the um, island ray. I got a shot where she was in between two sort of mounds of of mud. Um, I got a great angle on the shot, and then the um, her staff over her shoulder, the strap was in her face, and that was just something that I completely didn't realise that I'd done until I'd got home, and I was just I was kicking myself, mm-hmm. absolutely kicking myself. Um, so yeah, it can be very frustrating, and the worst bit as well is that you know it's it's not like it's not i don't do it tabletop I, i'll do it down in the mud so i'll mm-hmm. usually be on my knees or um lying down or something like that so getting up and get back to the camera and back some forwards can really sort of mm-hmm. take it out for you especially especially with me i've got bad knees you see <laughs> <laughs> not such bad knees
0: uh i feel you i feel your pain when it comes to posing there is um there's one shot i have and it's this it's like this white. It's the white ranger, and he's charging through the smoke, and it's all these rangers on the ground. I love the image, and then after I uploaded it, I noticed that the knee was bent inwards when he was running. Yeah. So it just looks like he's literally broken his. Ho- it looks like he's broken his leg slightly as he's ru- as he's running, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh! But I just kind of went yeah. with it. I'm just saying, I, I I've uploaded it. I've put about two to three hours into this. I'm not deleting it. It's staying. No. But um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's that thing, you know, I think it's good to have people who do get frustrated when you're taking shots. And sometimes it's, um it's a good thing because it, it to me, it means you're, you're passionate and you're trying to do, you're trying to do it right. Mm. I feel that with um just with my photography in general, like, you know, sometimes you do like when you go out to take landscapes and such, you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way and, you know, you do get a bit, like frustrated with it but you know i think that frustration is that passion and you want to do it right you know yeah yeah it's, it's natural isn't it it's um yeah like you say you want to get it right you 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 um
1: spend all that time and effort trying to do it right you know it's not like you can just plunk them down and step back and snap you know mm. there's a lot of time and effort goes into it so yeah i completely understand mm. that. Going into um,
0: actually, if you if you're able to, I've always asked people this on the podcast, and um, what just out of the top of your head, what are your top three favorite
2: toy photographers at the moment? Ooh, um,
1: I always like seeing um, Chris Rose's shots, Chris Rose photos. Um, Chris always has a. a, a know amazing ability to, to play with the light natural light usually as well um in sort of natural locations um uh i think he you know each of his shots could be could be displayed on a wall um he's yeah someone i always look forward to seeing um i was always fond of uh trooper nerd as well um a guy called paul he mm. he Um, there's mainly portraits, uh, mainly hot toys. He has dabbled in black series and a couple of Necker figures as well, I believe. Um, but uh, you know, every single one of his shots looks like it's been lifted straight out of a movie. Um, his lighting, his uh, editing, everything about it is flawless, you know. Uh, definitely recommend you check that out. I mean, probably already aware of him, but um, Mm. so most of your listeners, I'd imagine. Um, and um. Uh, Swiss Jedi as well. Um she always um manages to do such clean crisp shots. Um again it's just, the thing with all three of those is that they, they're 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 all quite simple shots as well. You know there's the the simplicity and then the the, the 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 figure sort of stands out for itself. There's there's very rarely any props or anything like that. It's um never really any dioramas. It's usually just the figure in either natural location or a screen for a backdrop or something like that Mm. Um, the simplicity allows the sort of the the figure to come to the front I think so yeah I'd say those three I mean there's more and um, you know whenever we do the um, end of the month sort of favourite figures favourite shots um, and you've got to tag people I always miss out photographers and I always have to apologise for that because it's you Always forget one or two, and um, you don't mean to, it's just you know, um, it can get quite frustrating. Oh crap, I should have tagged them, but then I'm limited to 20, and mm. I get so frustrating. So, there's 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 so many out there. Um, yeah, you know, just um, Mr. Stormtrooper Davis as well is another one that I like. Um, uh Black Series BL- BLKSRS as I do some amazing stuff again works of art simplicity usually um, oh, he's amazing. So There's so many.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, and that's just so, and it's so good. You see so many people, and you can kind of get inspiration from them as well. You know, like just the way they photograph is well. You know, it's unique, especially you know you look at um, Trooper Nerd or Swiss Jedi. You know it's like you say, it's that simplicity. And sometimes like, you know, you you love a good action toy shot, but sometimes just looking at like a portrait shot and it's just that simplicity, but it's just so detailed and, you know, you can kind of see the emotion of the figure. And, you know, that's really hard to do. You know, it's hard to make a plastic figure look and feel real,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you you know you you tie in with the with the props and stuff like that, and um, the the uh, the Aqaba community is is um, is massive. Which again, full respect, the, the the patience needed for that. I would imagine all the different props and stuff like that. But you're very aware that they are small figures, and that these props are obviously you know 3D printed or anything or something like that. And um, you you I feel like it's easy to see them as toys as well and uh in a in a sort of a shot with all these props and stuff like that so i think the simplicity side of things is what really appeals to me the technical side of the f- photography as well but, um yeah but that's that's maybe my my cup of tea a bit more
0: yeah no i, I feel on that because sometimes like when you're making an idea like especially when i'm when i'm thinking of an idea i'm just like well, I really don't want to do an action shot. Sometimes I just want to do a straight up portraiture. Like I did um with the pre- like I did t- a couple of shots with the predator just plopping the figure in the environment. And sometimes um if you say like for the predator, you put him in that like jungle kind of environment, like you know, that kind of just works. So the environment it's like the mm. figure is complementing the background as the background's complementing the figure
1: in that kind of portraiture yeah. way. Yeah, and then you can add sort of dynamism in in other ways as well. You know, like you say, uh, getting the location right, um, having the lighting right, getting uh, the the atmosphere of the shot right, using spray water, adding rain. You can make a shot uh, stand out a bit more, even though it is in essence just a portrait shot. It doesn't necessarily need to be the most action-packed shot. You can have them just standing there as if they're walking. and you can still get a really sort of dynamic shot. Um, I did a Nathan Drake shot recently. He was just sort of standing. Sort of looks like he's walking, but using the um, crackling balls fireworks behind it. you Again, adding a bit of fireworks to it. It's, it's a simple thing, really. And um, but it just adds to the shot. No real um, difficult setup. You pose the figure, you place the firework behind, and then you sort of duck for cover, <laughs> <laughs> as it were. Well.
0: Uh, like I have to say, you know, your Nathan Drake show is actually like it's my it's my most favorite image from your from all of your page. It's just great. I love it. You know, yeah, thank you. That's like yeah, to me. That's something you can hang up on a wall. You know, or be a promotional piece for the next game or movie. You know, it's just I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> actually, I wanted to go and just uh go into two last things. I wanted to go into just your like you have that
2: love for Uncharted. So I want to go into a bit more of that. So how did you get into Uncharted?
1: Um, well, um, when the game first came out, uh, like I said, I was working for a game, video game company, uh retailer. Um, and, you know, I was heavily into my gaming at the time. Got um, all of the consoles that were released at the time and tried to, I was mainly an Xbox player. Um, from the original to you know right up to the one the playstation i would use purely for exclusives so if there was a game that was out on both you would get it for the xbox but anything that was obviously like uncharted um i would get for 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 the for, for that and uh uncharted was one that appealed to me i was ever into tomb raider as, as, an, as an, you know, i was growing up um and it just seemed to have that sort of step up in terms of production. You know, the, the script on it, the acting on it is just uh, amazing. You could, I feel like if I wasn't playing it, I could sit and watch somebody play it and treat it like a movie. That's how um, uh, how good I think it is. The second one is still probably in my top, top three, top five, maybe video games of all time. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so well written. You know, it can be a bit out there, a bit out, you know, ambition and what
0: yeah. video games aren't, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's like when I, I've, I'll be honest, I haven't personally played Uncharted, but when I look at Uncharted, it's very much um, Indiana Jones on steroids to me. Well, you know, just like, yeah. just the way it's presented in trailers and such, you know, it's very action paced. You know, you go into different places. And um, that's kind of yeah. how I see it.
2: Yeah.
1: I was a big Indiana Jones fan as well, so um, I think that probably also helped the, mm. um, the similarities between the two. Um, you know, it's actually the, the the Nathan Drake collection, which is one, two, and three, is I think free at the moment on PlayStation 4 for the download. They're doing a, a freebie. I don't know if that's all around the world. i apologise if it's not. <laughs> um, but just as a just as a little shout out to Sony, there they're they're doing that for free for people. Uh, during
0: this lockdown so that's pretty cool if you wanted to get involved in it you know you can get it downloaded mm, it cool. of PS4. <laughs> I've got my honestly once um neck the new next gen consoles I'm I'm going to be switching to ps5 because I've just had enough of xbox and my like with microsoft you know like we just haven't. I've been so jealous of, of the p the playstation guys because xbox just doesn't have any good exclusives and you guys get god of war and spider-man and you know all these good games, I'm just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play sea of thieves, or
1: something like that, so yeah, well I, back in the day the, the three fixed uh, I think they they had um I remember because I was working at a game at the time, and they had so many exclusives, which turned out they were only exclusive for like a year or a year or two, so mm. like and even the, just the first version, so Dead Rising was one of the reasons I got an Xbox 360. That game was, was just incredible. Um, but it was just the first edition that was exclusive to Xbox and the Dead Rising 2 came out and everything. And Microsoft seemed to do that. They seemed to just sort of get these really limited exclusives that were only exclusive for a certain length of time or just for the first version, which is usually a walk-down version or something like that. So yeah. Sony seemed to seem to be a bit more glued up on that and uh, their own sort of studios are a bit... A bit um, you know, have you ever you want to play The
0: Last of Us either? Then will you? No, I've I've watched I've watched Let's Plays and um like again it's like for fuck's sakes why do I have an Xbox again? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's,
2: that's
0: so good. Yeah, the only reason I think the only thing that would like that keeps me staying on Xbox is just because of the Master Chief Collection because I've been a, a Halo fan since I was. A wee kid, so that's why I kind of yeah. I've stayed loyal with Xbox. But con- considering how Halo's gone in the in the last couple of years, I'm going to be I'm probably more than open to make a switch to PS Five, especially like yeah I'm a huge fan of the of Spider Man. So like looking at the Spider Man game, it just looks amazing, and it, like apparently like everything about it is
1: so great. You know, it's they, such a good game, Spider Man game. Seriously, they, they... Everything that went into that, that you can tell the love for the character and the, um, they, they just, yeah, that is such a good game. Again, it's worth a PS4 alone just for that. Mm. And the, 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 even the DLC, the DLC was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, Hot Toys are tempting us all again because they've started releasing characters from that, which is really, so, <laughs> uh, I want them, but I can't afford them. That <laughs> thing, so. Oh.
0: Um, hey, I want to go into one last thing. This is the last question um, for the podcast. Is uh, what is your, you know, you probably you have you probably have fan you have fans here listening to you. So, what's the bit of advice, photography advice, you would give them when it comes to toy photography?
2: Um, well, you've you've definitely got to be creative with it. Um, you know, you can, you can, anyone can just put a figure in the grass and, and take a photograph
1: of it. But if there's a, if, if, if you can't tell a story with the picture, then, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to really get anyone's attention. So you've got to sort of really start thinking outside the box, get creative with it. And it's not necessarily just the posing, it's the, it's the lighting, like I said, it's the, um, everything else that you can do with it. Um, and, you know, to really get that down, you've got to, you're not going to be afraid to get, Sort of down in the mud and mm. down on day, getting low, you know. Um, all photographs really you want to be looking at, unless you, unless you're going for a certain style, certain look or something, you've got to sort of get level with the, the figure's eye line, you know, the, 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 the photograph has got to be taken from that figure's eye line. Like I said, unless you're going for something different with the shot in terms of a, an angled shot or sort of trying to show something different. So, yeah, getting low, get creative. That's what you really need to do.
0: That is, that is some good advice, and I definitely second that on as well. You know, get low and, you know, don't be afraid to get a wee bit money muddy. Um, I just want to say thank you, mate, for being on here, being on the podcast. Um, it's great to have you to come back a second time. So we've done this perfectly now. So thank you so much.
1: Uh, thank you for having me, and hopefully it, uh, it's, it's gone smoothly this time on your end. Um,
0: fingers crossed. Hopefully, <laughs> um, to everyone out there, if they're not familiar with Dario, please go and check out his Instagram Jedi underscore Journal. He's got amazing work, and ob- obviously from here in the podcast, he's an amazing guy. So please go and check that out. I do have a second shout out as well. Um, if you haven't checked out Scotty's for Tour Photography podcast around the round table, probably, hopefully I've got that right. Please do check that out on his YouTube channel and go to his Instagram page, Scotty's. Both talk talk, that is so freaking hard to say um, <laughs> but um, please go and check that out and um, I want to say thank you for everyone listening and uh, we'll see you in the sixth episode thank you <laughs>